0: Welcome to Ascended Masters at Work Radio with your host, Shirlene Reeves, the world's business success coach and author of Selling Through Your Heart, empowering you to build relationships for financial freedom, live on BBS Radio, Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Pacific Time, where we focus on taking the right step-by-step actions towards generating a consistent business income. Listen in as Shirlene empowers small business owners with one-on-one coaching and her Million Dollar Business Blueprint. On Ascended Masters at Work Radio, you'll discover the secrets to building an effective, income-generating business. Find the answers for selling your programs and products without rejection Get the solutions for building a strong financial foundation and learn from one-on-one coaching with Shirlene Reeves and her guests how to develop integrated programs so compelling that your clients can't resist saying yes. If you wish to be coached now, get in the queue by dialing 888-627-6008. Each business owner is selected on a first-come, first-served basis. Now, let's welcome your host, business success coach and certified financial educator, Shirlene Reeves.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the show. I am so glad that you are here with us tonight because I have a very important conversational interview today that has all to do about mindfulness. And you know, I just went through a really big project and it was a physical book launch. I did it in San Diego. Probably many of you have heard about it. And boy, did I have to practice mindfulness Mm -hmm. because I had 10 ambassadors that were working with me And they were phenomenal in helping me put the event together. Let me just start really quickly by telling you it was very, very successful. We had over 70 people there and a jazz player and just a lot of wonderful support. And it took a tremendous amount of energy and mindfulness. And that's why I bring it up. Because if we aren't mindful about whatever project we're about to embark on or we do to support others or we do for ourselves, then we can't get it done properly. You just don't show up the way you should. And I did a little research on mindfulness and found that, you know, it's all about the spiritual practices And I talk a lot about that in my Selling Through Your Heart book that I just launched. We talk about the importance of being in that moment, listening to what potential clients have to say, and being mindful about not trying to push them into sales. So let's go back to what mindfulness is and perhaps... I don't think I can identify it like our guest today, but I'm just going to give you a little heads up on what we're going to talk about. So mindfulness is a lot about spiritual practices, and we may do yoga classes, and that's kind of what's in the mainstream right now, or crystal healing workshops are kind of on the fringe of all of it, but a big part of it that I talk about in the book also is meditation, And that stands out with growing numbers of converts all around the world. And, you know, even the staunchest atheists are out there meditating. And I find that if I meditate, which I do every morning, I've been doing it since I was 15 years old, I am more grounded But the one thing I really wanted to talk to this gentleman about today is when we put so much effort into what it is that we're working on or attempting to accomplish or that we do accomplish, what do we do about the aftermath and how tired we are in this mindfulness? Now, I've talked about this kind of thing before with other evolutionary business council members and this gentleman is as well and that's why i'm really excited about having him on the show and he i've got to tell you who he is you just won't believe it he's a high he was once a high-powered executive and an in-demand consultant who graced the covers of latin business siphon and color magazines and then also he figured out and this is probably what's most important is that it's not all about just having a seven figure income because let me tell you i've talked to a lot of these people that have seven figure incomes and they're literally running themselves into the ground unless they absolutely have the support that they need and I looked at it myself, too, and said, what is it I really want? I have to be mindful more than anything about my health. And if I'm not mindful about my health and I'm out chasing seven figures because somebody else has told me that's what I need to do and I don't have the health I need to live the life in peace and freedom that I love so much, what's the point? Sometimes scaling back. six figures, is enough for you to be happy, for you to be able to do whatever it is that you want to do. But the main thing is that we need to remove our religious baggage and remove all that baggage that came from getting to the place that you are right now and becoming more mindful Of the messages that you receive that bring you forward now today we're going to talk about radical mindfulness and this gentleman is a highly highly regarded leader and deeply revered and he has been in the list of the top 100 Hispanics in America And there's other great names, but I really want to focus on him for how he was right there at the top. And he teaches you how to find fulfillment. And he did just that. He left his corporate job and he dedicated the next chapter of his life to becoming a master of mindfulness. And that's why I wanted to have him on today. So during the past 10 years, he has led quests to the heights of Machu Picchu, the depths of the Amazon, and boy, he's got some really great stories about that. And the top of the Himalayas, I't I've been to the top of the Himalayas, and I'll tell you that is quite an accomplishment because you go up ten thousand feet and with steps that are nothing but limestone nothing is regulated, it's the most painful experience I've ever had in my thighs, I have to admit So you go up 10,000 feet and then you gotta come down 10,000 feet just to cross a river and then head back up again. And that's what he's done. So after the boardroom, this gentleman has been guiding entrepreneurs and experts in deep dive mindfulness immersions. And mindfulness, you may or may not know, is a lifelong practice. And he's become known for giving life-altering strategies in as little as 60 seconds. Can you believe that? Maybe he'll alter my mind, because I've been kind of tired today. (laughs) So when you're facing extreme pressure, um, you know, executives who work with Daniel Guterres. I'm telling you who he is, Uh, They go from high-strung to highly productive, and Daniel has even turned Wall Street cubicles from a place of stress to paths of serenity. Let's welcome him onto the show. Hi, Daniel. I'm so glad you're here. Hi. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah this is a great topic one of my favorites and as i mentioned it's in my book and i know you're writing a new book called mm-hmm. radical mindfulness which is your fifth right
2: yes it is
1: yes so tell us what radical mindfulness means to you all right well
2: so mindfulness you described it very well mindfulness is simply the practice or the uh, uh, of being present a- Awareness, being aware in the moment. So people use, as you said, yoga, meditation, um, maybe even golf. They use different things to to get themselves mindful. You can mindfully eat. You can mindfully sit. You can mindfully walk. But radical mindfulness, I found to be one step further. And that is that, now I'll give you an example. If If you do yoga or you do meditation or you do whatever it is that you do in the morning to get yourself ready for the day, and you get out on the freeway, and the first person that gets in your way or cuts you off, you all of a sudden uh, making gestures toward them or yelling at them, then you don't have a practice. You may have been mindful for an hour, but you don't, don't have a practice, and mindf- and radical mindfulness is the practice of mindfulness. It's the actual moment-by-moment moment, uh, redirection of your thoughts and ideas toward a common goal, and an intentionality. So it really requires, Sherlene, an absolutely moment-by-moment decision to be aware of your thoughts, aware of what's going through. And the reason why I call it radical, because it would have to be radical for us to be able to do that. And so I've spent most of the last few years really diving into how can we be more radically mindful, about our lives and what is the impact of that if we are not radically mindful. And so depending on where you are, whether you're a entrepreneur, a solopreneur, or maybe even a corporate executive and or manager, this is gonna affect you differently. And then all the the same at the same time. It's really an interesting um, idea and process that that I know that has worked for me. And that is, uh, and it was really brought upon this book I'm writing as you said, called Radical Mindfulness, kind of came together after my mother's passing last year and me asking myself, why did I do all these things? Why did I go to the Himalayas? Why do I go to the Amazon? Why do I go to Machu Picchu? Why do I do these things? Why did I do these things? And what, did, what, what, is, what was it all for? And the answer to that is, and of course you'll be able to read that in the book, but the answer is that somewhere, someday, in some moment, Life is going to throw you a curveball, and it's going to be very difficult. Whether or not you're able to handle that with grace, peace, and tranquility will will be determined by the depth of your mindfulness and the depth of your practice. And that's what I found out when my mother passed was because I had a practice. And because that practice was radical, when she passed, I was able to not get lost in the future of, oh my gosh, I don't have a mom or the past getting caught in my ego and, and thinking that I hadn't been a good son because she lived in Texas and I was in California. I was able to stay so present in her last days that I experienced some wonderful things. So that's kind of the, the definition for me of radical mindfulness.
1: Mm, that's a good one. You know, you <laughs> made a really good point, Daniel, when you said, uh, People that lash out at others, like in, <laughs> I got, I got yelled at twice the other day in a parking lot. I couldn't oh believe gosh. it, and I've never been ever yelled at by anybody. And it was so ridiculous because I just, uh, I uh, this. Person didn't see me, and he was walked right in front of me. And I said, "Oh my gosh!" Out the window, "Oh my gosh!" He must not have seen me, and it it was horrible. The barrage of words and nastiness, and the uh, you know the second finger thing just for asking that one <laughs> question. I was <would> really nice <laughs> about that. <laughs> oh, <what> I meant. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I thought I have never been yelled at from a vehicle or from somebody in front of me before. And it happened twice in that same day by another person too. Uh, So I I know what you're talking about. And I think in the kind of world that we live in, part of the reason I live in Baja is because it's so stressful in the States for the most part that it's hard to be mindful because there's so much thrown at us all at one time. So What is it you do or that you suggest busy executives do in order to stay mindful and in that place?
2: Well, you know, there there are several exercises that I try to teach um, corporate folks and business. And you know what, folks, let me tell you when when you need to practice mindfulness the most. And and this is when entrepreneurs and business owners get frazzled and, and corporate folks get frazzled. Something comes at them. And, and they do a fight-or-flight type thing. They, it's a knee-jerk reaction. They respond or react to the situation going on. The, the thing that will save you making the wrong decision the quickest is just to stop and breathe. Most of us hold our breath all day long because we're in fight-or-flight. And you're right, Charlene. The United States is a very stressful place to live. And mm-hmm. we are bombarded with thoughts and ideas, let alone advertising and our bosses and our customers. And this is constant. But even with all that stress and even with all those things going on around us, we can still be mindful. Stopping and like just right now, all of you that are listening to this show, just stop for a moment, take a deep breath in and exhale. And it feels good to do that. It feels good to Give your body what it need. I mean, think about it. When we don't breathe, we don't get oxygen to the brain. When we don't get oxygen to the brain, we get tired. We think we're not able to be as cognitively aware as we normally are. And so, when I go in and 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 work with a group of high level uh, people or, or executives, the very first thing I teach them is breathing because we don't do that. I remember um, I used to have a coach and every year I would come to her in January and I would say, what is my goal for this year? And for like three or four years, she said the same thing. And she she would say, breathe. And I would say, well, that's silly. Mm -hmm.
3: (laughs) She says, no, Mm -hmm.
2: you're still holding your breath. And so breathing becomes something. And and you'd think that this is why I I like what I do because I don't like to overcomplicate things. You don't have to spend um, five minutes, 10 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, any you don't have to spend any of that. All you need is 60 seconds. You mm-hmm. need to give yourself 60 seconds. And when you do that, everything about the physiology of your body and your mind and brain just shifts. And it gives you an opportunity to make a decision or if you're going to react from a different space.
1: Right. Right. Yeah, and that's, I think I did my 60 seconds.
3: Because
1: <laughs> I was just like, where did that come from? <laughs> yeah. yeah, You know, I, and, and I think that's another thing about mindfulness is realizing that a lot of the stuff that goes on around us really has nothing to do with us. It yeah. might be something they've already experienced and they're angry about in the first place and then they're looking for a place to lash out. Don't you think?
2: I think so, and I think sometimes we give them that opportunity because we engage. If yeah. you don't engage with someone, they'll go pick on someone else. It's kind of like a bully. A bully mm-hmm. won't want someone to fight back. They want someone to, to spar with. And if you're mm-hmm. not that person, they will leave you alone. And you're right, Shirley. it's never about you. It's always about something going on with them. You know, that whole paradigm shift, that whole paradigm shift when, you know, I, I remember once hearing a story of a... Uh, of, a, of a kid, a, a, a dad who was with two children on an airplane and how disgusted everybody around them was because he could not quiet the kids. And everybody was upset and they were, you know, we please tell him to sh- uh, get his children to, to quiet down and he's being, and they're being disruptive, blah, blah, blah. And then when the, when the uh, airline attendant came over to let him know that, that why was his children so rowdy? He said their mother just died. And all of a sudden, everybody in the place had empathy and sympathy. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes Mm -hmm. it's just a matter of, you know, having that paradigm shift to recognize that it's never about you, and Mm -hmm. not taking, you know, taking anything personal, and and taking that deep breath, taking that deep breath is, you know, it's it's or or even for that matter, I teach um, I teach uh, executives and business owners to laugh. I have a, a whole minute, a one minute. 60-second laughing meditation. And, and what that does, this is, as a matter of fact, you may not even know this, but this is Laughter Awareness Month. <laughs> so,
3: you know, laugh. Yeah, so That's good to
1: know. Yes, <laughs> laughter.
2: Laughter is good. It releases so much tension when you do that. Mm-hmm. You know, so there are a lot of 60-second practices that you can do to get you back into realizing that we're in a reactive fight-or-flight mode which is what's causing the stress. You know, the one thing that I do know about about our world is that a lot of people are addicted to stress. They don't know they won't they wouldn't know what to do, Charlene, if they did stop. Mm-hmm. You're right? Because that seven mm-hmm. figures you were talking about, you're right. Mm-hmm. It requires that we're in a hamster tra- a hamster trail, a hamster wheel.
3: Yes. For a lot yes.
2: of people, you know, you got to do what you got to do to keep it going and then when you got too much of it, And I'm talking about money and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but then you have to start, then people start worrying about how to keep it.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, Yeah. and they worry about the uh, IRS taking it. And, you know, I I try to tell my clients, you know, if you could just (laughs) learn to make what you need so you don't have to pay the taxes and you can travel and do whatever you want with your business then life is so much easier. It's not about the seven figures. Okay, so yeah, I made seven figures too, but I didn't like being in that space because I didn't like who I was. It was too stressful.
2: I and I've heard- agree. I, I agree. And I think people get so caught up in making a living, but when you, if you were to ask somebody, what, what would you choose, the money or the lifestyle? Mm -hmm. It will always tell you the lifestyle. And so if you can have the lifestyle with the money that you're making, then what difference does it make how much you make? So some people can do it with a lot less because they've learned to do that, right? So you have a lifestyle versus, you know, uh, making a living. I don't know what even that means anymore nowadays.
1: Well, I could tell you what that means. That means getting in the car, going to work, Spending the day there, getting, going home, having dinner with the kids, doing the baths and all that and putting up the <laughs> bed and getting up and doing the same darn thing over again, again and again and again. That's what that means. But when you're an entrepreneur, then you don't live by that, but you also have to have enough mindfulness to keep moving forward in your business also, or you're not going to have one. It's just that simple.
2: No, I agree. I saw a bumper sticker um, here in Los Angeles that I thought was really funny and probably describes what you were talking about getting up and going to work. And it said, I owe, I owe, I owe. So off to work, I go.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, people don't think about that every dollar they spend is another dollar that they have to make before they can get to the lifestyle they want to live. And I see them loading up their carts and Costco and, you know, uh, all these little um, fiestas and things that go on. They're always buying stuff, but they don't mm-hmm. think about the fact that they're trading not only at work, but when they're out buying their time for dollars. It's just that simple.
0: You right. know, if You sit
1: down and figure out exactly how much you need to live every month and then you make that money. So, you know, you're covered there and then you'll know how much more you need to make in order to be comfortable. Does that make sense?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. And part of the whole idea of mindfulness is, you know, one of the things that, that I seek, you know, we're all seekers of something. I think the question is, what are you seeking? And mm-hmm. for me, it, it's always been peace and tranquility. It was always, mm-hmm. how do I find myself still make a living, still still be comfortable or more than comfortable, and uh, but not necessarily uh, indebted to the almighty dollar or indebted to the, the system that brought me up thinking that success was how much stuff you had.
1: Right. I agree with you a hundred percent. I agree with you because what do we do? We work all our lives to get that stuff. And then the older we get, the more we want to get rid of. And then it's harder and harder to get rid of everything. Have you noticed that?
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. What do you do with it?
1: Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> So I have this new phrase now. If somebody says, oh, you should buy this or I should buy that or whatever, I go, where are you going to put it? <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite phrase. Where are you going to put it? Because you, we all have are surrounded by stuff and then we either sell it for next to nothing or give it away. And what was the point of making the money for that?
2: Yeah, it's such a good point.
1: Yeah, it's not being very mindful.
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> and, and spend and, money like that. You know, and I think that that you, you bring up a good point. You know, my, mindfulness is everything. And mm-hmm. I was saying earlier, walking, talking. I mean, how about this? I, I often say to people in in the corporate world, I always say, you know, or actually, it doesn't even have to be corporate. We... Mm-hmm. We are so quick to answer the phone that sometimes it doesn't even ring. I know. instead of taking a deep breath, being mindful that you're about to have a conversation and then they're not going to hang up. The phone's going to keep ringing, but we are so quick to jump mm-hmm. and answer that phone without even giving ourselves a moment to kind of get present in that moment to answer that call. That's another way of, 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 of being mindful It is is doing that is not answering the phone on the first ring. giving it a few minutes. Didn't answer Mm -hmm. it.
1: And they could even leave a message so you could find out what they want to talk about.
2: Imagine that. (laughs) Imagine that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no,
1: not a message. They'll think I'm ignoring them. So. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Well, maybe you're busy in that moment. You know, when I'm with clients, I never, ever pick up the phone because they're paying me for that time with them. So whoever calls can certainly wait and I'll get back to them. Right. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and talk to Daniel about how, they can, how you can shift your mindfulness in order to increase your business. So we'll be back with you in just a minute.
4: in relationship sales brought to you by Maximize Your Wealth Now.
3: The reason that I took this course is because I needed to know how to market and sell in a way that doesn't make me feel bad. Compel Don't Sell totally comes from the heart and connects with people in a way that fits my style and how I would like to approach people and it gave me the benefit of refining what I think and say about my business in a way that's professional, but still very warm and nurturing.
4: I invested in Shirlene's uh, Compelled to Sell sales training program, and I just knew immediately that she was the person that I wanted to work with. The reason I took this course was because I felt like there were a lot of new things that Shirlene had to offer that I had not experience before. That's why I changed the class because I wanted to sort of uplevel my sales skills. And thank you, Shireen, for this amazing class. If you want to learn how to perfect your sales performance, build your bank account, and connect with more of your favorite clients and your contact information, and we'll show you how to use heartfelt sales to connect with more of the right prospects and significantly increase your income, go to MaximizeYourWealthNow.com.
1: And welcome back, everyone. We have been talking to a beloved mentor and sought-after motivational speaker, Daniel Gutierrez. And, you know, he was actually featured in the documentary Illuminous Worldviews as one of 18 world-renowned transformational thought leaders. And he's also a best-selling author. So I know you're going to want to pick up one of his books on mindfulness the radical mindfulness that he's got coming out now so Daniel, welcome back to the show thank um, you I, you're welcome you're just it's just great having you on here and one of the things I want to ask you you know you went right from corporate into your own business as an entrepreneur and mm-hmm. uh, you know how what was that like for you and and how did you ramp up your business when you'd been so connected? to a steady paycheck. Many entrepreneurs ask me that.
2: You know, um, it was terrifying. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. you go from, uh, uh, you don't realize when you you have a job how much structure there is around you. Mm -hmm. And so I had many employees and management people all doing different things from the books to, managing inventory to whatever it may be. I mean, it was just a lot of people, four or 500 people in my, that I would manage at one time. And so when I went out on my own, it was a rude awakening. Now, I always like to tell people, listen, you gotta, you gotta be willing to throw the dice. If you're gonna, if you're gonna leave your job and you're gonna go out and be an entrepreneur, you can't have a weak stomach. You gotta, Mm -hmm. you gotta develop a, a strong stomach for, um, taking calculated risk. And, um, being willing to do whatever it takes to grow your business. And so in the beginning, it wasn't, it was a little difficult because, um, I I was one of those people that needed to run out of money completely before I got it. In other words, the 401k, the stock options, uh, you know, I cashed all that stuff in, you know, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. because it was there, it was kind of a a security blanket and it didn't force me to do anything. So, anyway, eventually I did um you know spend it all and found myself just going, "Now, what do I do?" And I think that's when life when my business really took off, and I really started to see that it, it really was up to me. I really did have to get out there, and I really had to do the things you know because the interesting thing about business is that business it, you do the right thing, you get the right results. Mm-hmm. business doesn't care, it doesn't have any energy, doesn't have any I mean, it has energy, but it doesn't have any feelings. And so there's a certain way you do business and you processes that you follow and you get results. However, we are in the mix, us humans are in the mix, and I'm in the mix. And so, you know, I was kind of one of those people that kind of took everything personal. And so I, it, it took me a little while. so here's here's the the main nugget that I would say to somebody who's starting out in business, uh, maybe as a speaker like I did, right? I mean, I, I left my great income to to become a a, a speaker. And I didn't even know what that meant. But what that meant was later on, I found out was that I was going to be speaking for free for a while before I ever got paid. But that had nothing to do with the market not paying. That had to do with me being okay with the amount of money that people were paying me. So when Mm -hmm. I first started speaking out there, I used to call myself Meals on Wheels. If you pay me, I'll speak. (laughs) (laughs) If you feed me, I mean, if you feed me, I'll speak. So uh-huh. that's how I got fed, right? I go, I can make money. That, I mean, everybody will do that. So eventually what ended up happening was it, that I thought, well, I could do that. So maybe I'm gonna charge fifty dollars now for a 45-minute presentation. And then it went to a hundred. And as my self-esteem built up, now because ever a lot of times, Shirley, you know, I have clients and you probably have due to that. You ask them what do you want to make? And they say a million dollars. I've never even seen a million dollars.
3: <laughs> oh yeah. They, right? Never. It's
2: like uh-uh. how, I, never, right? I mean, I, so you ask Good. them how much have you made? Oh, 30,000 a year. I said, you might want to start somewhere around there. And, and the reason yeah. I'm saying that is because our self-esteem has to grow. So my self-esteem grew and at the end of, uh, uh, not the end, but at the, at the height of my career in the, in the speaking industry, Charlene, I was making 25,000 an hour, Uh huh. you know, and, and so, but that didn't happen overnight, right? That, that happened right. From starting Meals on Wheels to, you know, 25,000 <laughs> by, by uh, Harley Davidson to, to speak at that level. It takes time and it, tucks, it takes self-esteem. That's why you need coaches like Shirlene to help you build your self-esteem to be able to ask for more money. There is never a shortage of money in this world. There is an overabundance of money in this world. As a matter of fact, trillions and trillions of dollars go uninvested every year. It's just a matter of whether or not we feel we deserve that money and that we deserve to step into that great into our greatness and receive that money. And so that was my journey. It was, you know, I came from a, a family that didn't have a lot of money and we struggled a lot, you know. And so I remember the time when I called my coach and I said, I'm depressed. And she says, why? She goes, are you okay? I said, yeah. How's your health? I'm great. Are your bills paid? I said yes. She goes, "You have money in the bank." I said yes. She goes, "Oh, I get it." I said, "What do you mean?" She says, "You're not used to the, not having money. You're, you're not used to having money. You're used to fighting all the time. You're used to fight or flight all the time. And now that you have it, you're bored."
3: <laughs> I said, you're
2: right? You're right. I am. Yeah. And so, so having money also comes with that. That's that goes back to that mindfulness. Is it, it, is being okay. We get so conditioned to the to the drama and the fight or flight of of making it, you know, to, to the end of the month and the first of the month and nothing getting repoed that that when we do find success, we have to kind of reprogram ourselves to say, hey, and by the way, having a lot of money doesn't mean you're successful. It just means you have a lot of money. I define mm-hmm. success a little different this uh, this at this point in my life. And that is it's not about money. It's about whether or not I feel comfortable where I'm at. Whether or not I find peace and tranquility on a daily basis, whether I can radically stay in a space of peace and tranquility even when somebody cuts me off or flips the finger at me—that I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying that I always uh, do well with that. I'm just saying that I'm always mindful of it,
3: uh-huh. you know. Yeah. So anyway, mm-hmm.
2: that's 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 kind of my move from corporate in, into my own business. Now, mind you, I've been in business now uh, for twenty, thirty, twenty-four years. And and in, and if you have looked at our world uh, and the economies that have come and gone, it says a lot to be in business that long, uh, because yes. we have we. There's a lot that's happened in our world that that had caused us to reinvent ourselves every time we turn around. Uh, but mm-hmm. that's what it. But there's one thing that I would never trade for those experiences, and that's my freedom. And, and I exactly. know you feel that way too, right? We have Absolutely. our freedom.
3: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know,
2: just the other day, you were in San Francisco. You know, now you're, you're back, you know, so we get to do, I, I, I'm, I just got back from the Amazon. I'm going to Machu Picchu and then I'm going to Bali and then I'm going to the Himalayans and, 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 and I wouldn't trade that for the world. I don't care if mm-hmm. I had no money. I wouldn't. Right. Trade.
1: Well, and there's a little secret to that too. You know, it, uh, Daniel's telling you all the places that he goes and I do the same thing. I just came back from Bali. Um, if you, If you are working, you can write it all off. Whereas right. if you're an employee, you can't write any of it off. So right. everything that I do is part of my business. So I get to go, shall I say, on the IRS.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> careful, big brother's but listening. <laughs> I, uh, but I would much rather take a trip that would enhance my business than pay taxes. That's where i'm at right. so that's why you see me at these events that we go to and you know these are important opportunities to increase your business but if you were an employee it could never happen it's just not possible right. yeah so daniel i really appreciate you sharing that with us because you know, I I can't really answer the question. I've only been an employee for one year out of my entire life, and I cried all the way to work and all the way back <laughs> uh, every day because <laughs> I don't do well sitting in a cubicle and I don't do well. You know, I was managing eight branches and uh, with the good old boys, and it was really not who I am because, as you know, I'm very heartfelt and and a very loving person, which is how I like to coach my clients. And it helps them build self-esteem and confidence. Mm -hmm. But if you are, as you're an employee, you're expected to do well. And a lot of times you do things that other people take credit for, and you don't even get credit for all of your work. And that doesn't work well for a lot of different people. But like you said, they've got to be stuck to the paycheck. They're addicted to it. And one of my favorites, Daniel, is people who pay off their cars and have the propensity to go and turn it in and buy another one and keep paying. I'll never understand that. I just don't get it. Right. (laughs) That, for me, is not being mindful. Right. (laughs) With your
2: money. That's right. That's right. Yes,
1: absolutely. So talk to us now about how mindfulness can affect our business.
2: Well, uh, let, me, let me give you an example of why people are successful or why they are successful. And radical mindfulness plays into this. Many entrepreneurs, business owners, and maybe even corporate people, I guess. I mean, we get so um, caught up in either the future or the past. I was talking about that earlier, that we are paralyzed in the moment. And so when we're caught up in the past i have a, a a little system that i use to figure out where i am in the moment because the only moment we the only place that we have power is in the present moment we do not have power in the past it's already past we do not have power in the future it's already gone the power's in the, in the moment in the right here in the right now when we're not there we're losing Mm-hmm. And the reason we're losing is because we're disillusioned by controlling something that's uncontrollable. Now, mm-hmm. when you're in the moment now, so let's, let's give you an, give you an example. So I've had a, I've had a, a client say to me, oh, now mind you, it's like the second of the month and you're saying, oh my gosh, I'm so stressed out. What about, oh, I'm stressed out. I don't know if I'll be able to make the, the rent next month. I said mm-hmm. next month, it's the second of the month. Okay. Yeah. So, so I'm just, I don't know what I'm going to do. And so they're so worked up about next month on the second of the month that, that they fear that they will not be able to make close a client or whatever it may be. The truth is that if they stay in that state, it will be true that they can't pay the rent. So this is what I tell them, you know, that may be true, but you have 28 more days in this month to work, to make the income you need to pay the rent next month. Why don't, you focus on today now this is where the radical mindfulness comes in why don't you mm-hmm. focus in what you can do in this moment rather than get caught up in what you can't do 28 days from now and i promise you that if you can't make your rent on next month i'll cry with you <laughs>
1: <laughs> and a lot of good that'll do as right. things outside <laughs> right
2: so, so so this affects our business when we get so uh, i mean Sometimes we worry about things that never come to pass. And if you think about the amount of time and energy and folks, as an entrepreneur, and business owner, you can't afford that. You can't afford to get caught up because you know what? Today may be the second day of the month, but the 15th will come soon and you're halfway through. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. And if that's when you wake up, of course, you're going to always be in fight or flight. So if you're radically mindful and you're bringing yourself to the moment. So I'm going to give this real quick, like five little steps that I do. So when you begin to feel stressed about something, ask yourself where you are. Am I in the now, am I in the past, or am I in the future? Where am I? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then ask yourself, let's talk about the rent that, or, the, or the lease or whatever it is that I was just talking about. Ask yourself this question. Are the thoughts that I have right now, have they ever been true? Have the, has it ever been true that I never paid the rent? Has it ever been true that they kicked me out of my home or kicked me out of my office? No. Okay. Then ask yourself, is what I'm doing right now in this very moment getting me closer or further from my desired outcome? Mm. And if it's not getting you closer, then you're probably doing the wrong thing. You're, you're stuck somewhere in the past or in the future. And then what I would do, going back to what we were discussing earlier, is use meditation, breathing, aromas. You know that smell is the strongest sense we have and is the one that we use the least? I use what I call Palo Santo, which is sacred mm-hmm. wood. I bring, mm-hmm. I bring it from Peru. And when I burn Palo Santo, it brings me in the present moment. It brings me right back into the moment. And it allows me to ask these three questions. Where am I? If you are stuck anywhere but in the now, you will not be able to get yourself out of the current situation. But I know this, and Sharine, I know you've done this, that I have been 10,000 down three days before I needed it. Got myself in the right place and created $20,000 in three days. Why? Mm, Because we're entrepreneurs. We know Mm -hmm. how to do that. But we, I can't, you can't, nobody can do that if they're stuck in the wrong place. That's why radical mindfulness is so important. You want to stay in the present moment. So I I use meditation. I use walking. I use breathing. But mostly I use aromas. I use the Palo Santo. You might like vanilla. You might like uh, lavender. Whatever works for you get present take a deep breath and i promise you if you do this that you will begin to realize that you've been living in the wrong place most of your life which is in the future or the past and in the present moment in the now radically mindful you can change your life
1: mm, that was awesome daniel <laughs> and i've got one more question for you sure. you want to you want to add one more question absolutely Am I okay right now?
2: Mm, I like that.
1: That's my favorite. Am I okay right now? Because right now is exactly what you're talking about in this moment. And nine times out of ten, you're going to say, yes, I'm okay. Of course. Yeah. Of course. And really, we're okay all the time. It's just that we fear the past and we fear the present and it messes us all up completely because we can't focus on right now. Yes. Absolutely. So that was that was awesome, Daniel. I love it. Would you se- uh, spell balo santo in case somebody would like to look that up online? And yeah, it, can-
4: it's,
2: yeah, it's called balo santo, P-A-L-O, balo, uh-huh. which is a uh, tree santo s-a-n-t-o which is sacred wood um it comes from ecuador and peru Uh, but it's an amazing scent it's an amazing uh so just to give you an idea of what it what it is the north american indigenous people use sage the south american indigenous people use palo santo so it's used Mm. the same way it's just at different parts of the world
3: okay
1: yeah and is it as strong as um sage
2: it's actually stronger uh, and ah. more beautiful. It's actually from the Frankincense family. Uh, uh, and palo santo in Ecuador is used for many things. Uh, they actually steep it in tea. And the reason for that is because it is an antidepressant and anti-anxiety um, type of aroma. It actually deals with that and also uh, for pain. So it's used for many things. It's an actual medicine. It's th- when I say I work with medicine, that's it's palo santo. I'm working with palo santo. And I use that to help my clients rewire the neurons in their brain so that they're more likely to be mindful rather than get into fight or flight.
1: Mm, I love that. Rewire the neurons in your brain. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome, Daniel. I love it. <laughs> All right, so we're going to take a quick break once again, and we'll be back with Daniel for the rest of the show. And we're going to talk to him about what he's up to lately. And uh, where he plans to travel and what's happening. Be right back with you.
4: in relationship sales brought to you by Maximize Your Wealth Now.
3: The reason that I took this course is because I needed to know how to market and sell in a way that doesn't make me feel bad. Compel Don't Sell totally comes from the heart and connects with people in a way that fits my style and how I would like to approach people and it gave me the benefit of refining what I think and say about my business in a way that's professional, but still very warm and nurturing.
4: I invested in Shirlene's uh, Compelled to Sell sales training program, and I just knew immediately that she was the person that I wanted to work with. The reason I took this course is because I felt like there were a lot of new things that Shirlene had to offer that I had not. Experience before that's why I changed the class. Is I wanted to sort of uplevel my sales skills. Then thank you, Shirley, for this amazing class. If you want to learn how to perfect your sales performance, build your bank account, and connect with more of your favorite clients, enter your contact information, and we'll show you how to use heartfelt sales to connect with more of the right prospects and significantly increase your income. Go to maximizeyourwealthnow.com.
1: This is Charlene Reeves, your host on Ascended Masters at Work, and we have been talking to our thought leader, Daniel Gutierrez. And Daniel is, uh, he's really been giving us a lot of meat on this show. And I was wondering, Daniel, if you'll let us know what is it you're up to and where are you traveling to now?
2: hmm. Wow. I'm, you know, I'm always moving around, that's for sure. I'm about I to know. enter my travels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like you. <laughs> like you're a moving uh,
1: target. That's right. <laughs> I know.
2: Instead of where's Waldo, where's Daniel? So, um, <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: you know, my next trip, uh, my, I, I take people on spiritual journeys around the world, and my next trip is coming up in June. So, June and July, I'll be in Machu Picchu um and taking people through the valley there one of my most favorite places in the world is to take people to uh Machu Picchu I've been there many times and uh so we got Machu Picchu coming up and then uh, I'll get back I'll take a little bit of a break and then I'll be headed to Bali where you were just recently and then mm. for, in September um for my 55th birthday we'll be in the Himalayas uh going mm. up to visit some some uh Buddhist monks and actually spend the night in a monastery and mm-hmm. see how they live um that's going to be a lot of fun and then i will end the year with um being in machu picchu again in december so a lot of great things are happening a lot of great trips are happening and i don't know if i'm going to see you in costa rica this month but i'll be there
1: also <laughs> uh, i'm with down you. for a little while I, <laughs> I've gotta be no more <laughs> <laughs> you know i mean you got to catch up at some point you can't you always do. be on the road that's yeah, right exactly that's right. exactly So tell us, uh, when's your book going to be out and how do we connect with you?
2: Well, uh, the book is due to be out later in the year. And Mm -hmm. so we don't, you know, how books are. I don't really have a date yet, but it'll be later in the year. And Mm -hmm. they can go to my website to connect with me, which is really simple. It's my name, Daniel And I'll spell that for you. Daniel's easy, but G-U-T-I-E-R-R-E-Z.com. And if they go there, Charlene, there's actually, they can sign up for the uh, 60 second audio that I give away and they can download it and practice their radical mindfulness with that, with that particular um, audio that I, that I have there for people to download.
3: Mm, That
1: sounds wonderful. Okay, great, Daniel. Well, I just want to say thank you so much for being on the show today and letting people know what it means to be radically mindful. And I also want to talk to you, if you are waiting for Daniel's book, you could always pick up the book, Selling Through Your Heart. It's all about what we're talking about right now and how to apply it to business along with this three-step sales wall that makes it very easy for you to sell easy programs. So go to Selling Through Your Heart, And we will see you next week on Wednesday evening. I'm just so appreciative that you joined us today, and I look forward to being with you next week. Have a wonderful day, everyone.
0: Thank you for joining us on Ascended Masters at Work Radio. We hope you gained insights that will change the way you do business, generate a consistent income, and provide a new enlightened path toward financial freedom and designing the lifestyle of your dreams. Join us again next Wednesday, live at 6 p.m. Pacific Time on BBS Radio. Don't forget to get in the queue early to receive your personalized business coaching experience. And if you simply can't wait to purchase Shirlene's book, Selling Through Your Heart, empowering you to build relationships for financial freedom at SellingThroughYourHeart.com.